Welcome back to another edition of SOS, Stacey Owen Sports Podcast Show. Season four is rolling right along. I am your main host, Stacey Carter II. And with me this week, I just got Matt Huff. Matt, what's up? How you doing? Not much. Doing good. How about you? Doing good. Ready to talk more NBA. Mm-hmm. More NBA. Two possible superstars could be on new teams by the time the summer ends. Who are they and will they actually get moved? We also got to throw in some NFL. We got to talk about the running back market, especially in free agency. What is going on with the running back position? And an NBA rookie is already making outlandish statements. We got to talk about that as well. But first, let's start off with what happened this past week, not only with the NBA draft, but there was some trades that went down between the Memphis Grizzlies, the Wizards, the Boston Celtics, and the Golden State Warriors. And the result of that trade is Christos Porzingis is now a Celtic. Jordan Poole is now a Wizard. Marcus Smart is now a Grizzly. And probably the most shocking of all, Chris Paul is now a Golden State Warrior. So let's just talk about that. Between those four players on their new teams, which one would have the greatest impact on his new team in the 2023-24 NBA season? All in the world. I'm actually going to say Marcus Smart on the Grizzlies. I just feel like it's like a perfect fit. You know, they're both very, you know, Smart is a former defensive player of the year. That team itself has just a very gritty mindset. It's almost like a match made in heaven. You know, who knows how, or what we do know now, that how long Jaw is going to be gone. So that'll kind of help fill that void while he serves his suspension and whatnot. You know, he's a player who, you know, doesn't need his ball, need the ball in his hand to be effective. He'll buy into that role right away, you know, and especially if Dylan Brooks leaves out, you know, you know, we all know the Dylan Brooks jokes, obviously, but that also kind of help fill some of that defensive void if it's left, you know, but so, yeah, I'm going to just for that reason alone, just with, from a fit perspective, I'm going to say smart going to the Grizzlies is going to have the biggest impact the one thing that worries me about is, like like you mentioned, John Morant will be serving a 25-game suspension. And we all know John Morant is a heavy part of that offense. He will yeah. make that offense go. So, you know, in my mind, yes, Marcus Smart, them getting a, vet, a gritty veteran that fits in to the Grizzlies' mind state is great. But also, I think out the gate, their offense is going to suffer because they, they don't have that player that can – go one-on-one when stuff breaks down. They don't have that, you know, that go to the rim, go get it type of guy right now on this team. The closest they got to that is uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And, you know, he's still he's still developing. I like him as a player. He's yeah. a great defensive player, too. But Don't sleep on Desmond Bain, either. He, he could Desmond Bain, yes. really nice. He's already pretty, quali- but he's, pretty he's, quality. He's a, he's a good shooter, but am I running my offense through Desmond, Desmond Bain? No, I, no, 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 no. Not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, for me, my answer is different. This is exactly what the Boston Celtics need. I mean, they have to sacrifice Marcus Smart, but I remember when we was talking about the uh, Boston Celtics retooling their roster, um, I was like, Marcus Smart might have to be that sacrificial lamb in order for them to get that piece that they need. Even though, you know, we all love Marcus Smart and the Celtics, and I know he loved being there. Like he said, he wanted to retire there. But Dylan Green and Porzingis was the exact 
it was like the exact thing that they need for this team in order for them to get over the hump and finally win the NBA Finals, finally win the championship. But we all know the story with Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Injury, Please. injury, injury. Like he'll miss a, a handful of games. I mean, if he can play, uh, let's set the ball low a little bit, but if he can play 60 and be healthy in time for the playoffs, stay healthy through the playoffs, the Boston Celtics should go back to the NBA Finals. Hell, they might could win the NBA Finals. I think right now um, they got probably the second best odds right now to win the finals under your Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, but like I said, my only concern is, is that those pesky injuries and, you know, right. if he on the playoffs, that might be all, all she wrote for that team. And I'm just, I'm just, looking at it, kind of the antithesis of what you said for the Grizzlies with jobbing out. I'm looking at, you know, their defense might take kind of a pretty heavy hit with Marcus Smart. You, you don't have that gritty parameter defender now, but we'll see. I, I, I see what you're saying. You know, Porzingis, you know, Porzingis deserves more love. He's kind of fallen out of the spotlight in the past few years, and people right. don't realize what a quality season he had with the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a quality player when he's on the floor, but it got to be when he's on the floor. It's the Chris Paul thing. It's like he's just got to yeah. be on the floor. Got to be on the floor. And speaking of that, I mean, he's the biggest name out of all of this. Yeah. Let's just, let's just go ahead and talk about Chris Paul to the Warriors. This is so weird. It's, it's a weird mm-hmm. thing. It's very weird. It's like you got this fast-paced offense. They'll shoot you out the gym. Runnies, you know, I do that. They still run the elevator plays, all them pin down screens and everything. Then you got Chris Paul, who's a change of pace point guard on his team. Will work well with the second unit. But yeah. the thing is, the Warriors, and I was talking to a Warrior fan about this, they must go after a big man, like a Porzingis type of big man. They can pair with Chris Paul so Chris Paul can continue to run those pick and roll plays. Every team Chris Paul been on, he has a big man that he can, you know, Come off the screen, lob it up too, and they'll, you know, take it to the rim. It is good as far as you have a motivated player who wants to win a championship. You got a team that refuses to die as far as, you know, being at the top of the NBA, being the dynasty. Uh, but it's just so weird. I, I don't know. He's definitely not fit to be in a starting lineup. So this is going to be new. Chris Paul coming off the bench. Wow. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this CP3 Golden State? It this is honestly, you know, maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic here. This feels like someone was just playing around in the trade simulator in 2K and just <laughs> found and decided to go with it. it. I mean, it looks great on paper having, you know, all-star Chris Paul with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, but we got to remember this is not Chris Paul in his prime anymore. This is also a man who cannot stay healthy to save his life in the playoffs when it matters most. You know, you touched on it earlier. Can the Warriors get that quality big man who can, you know, pair well with Chris Paul in the pick and roll and pick and pop situations? You know, I don't know, you know, if they can really afford a quality one with how much they're already paying their stars and whatnot you know and who knows maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong i mean chris paul has done that before everyone thought when he got traded to the thunder for that one year that they weren't going to be nothing and they ended up making the playoffs as a five seed i remember so maybe he will embrace that new six-man role and be perfect fit for the golden state second unit but as of right now i'm just like 
I'm trying to not get caught up too much in the the name hype just because oh it's Chris Paul it's another big name you know how do we know this is not going to be another oh D'Angelo Russell getting traded to the Warriors situations so, yeah. you know and it, high, time will and tell in retrospect that was a weird situation too. it was yeah I it, mean, just a weird fit in my opinion I'm with you yeah yeah so you know with Chris Paul being with the uh Warriors now does this help them or hurt them bringing back Draymond Green? Because, you know, Draymond Green is on the market. He's opening himself up to talk to new teams. You know, is he going to come back? He's asking for 100 mil. So I think it doesn't because before I got on, I just now saw uh, just a few minutes ago, saw a report saying that they are most likely going to bring him back on a multi-year deal. So Mm -hmm. clearly, you know, well, still, time will still tell, but to me, that tells me, okay, it's really not going to hurt their chances. Yeah. I, you know, I respect what Draymond has done with the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. but I don't know about paying him $100 million. Yeah. I mean, you had, you haven't, you got a guy who's, you know, eight, six, and five stat line, like, $100 million. A poor man's Dennis Rodman. You know, yeah, but, but uh, he got, he got the accolades. He got the, yeah. You know the ring, so I mean he gonna be worth some money, but I don't know about hundred mil. Oh yeah, not for eight, six, and five. I'm not paying no hundred mil. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, real quick before we transition, you got any remarks regarding the uh, Jordan Poole to the Wizards? Is this a career jump move for him? I think so because he's. If you think yeah. about it, now, he's the man there. I mean, you know, they're obviously going to be a rebuilding team, but as a result, he's someone who can be a streaky shooter. He's going to have the green light no matter what now, you know, and you see him, you know, we've seen him have flashes in the playoffs. He's got a championship ring on his resume. So I think this this honestly may not seem like it now. This might be the the career move pool needed, honestly. Yeah, he should have a career year. Yeah. With the Could, Wizards, he should. Possible all-star if replacement, maybe, maybe all-star, all-star maybe. All-star, um, we'll see. Oh no, I don't know about that, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you never know. But you know, I, I think it's a good thing for him. All right. Yeah. Time to introduce our new segment. And this segment is called What the Hell? Like, what the hell? We got to talk about this. Brandon Miller, you know, he just got to the NBA. He just got drafted number two. Congratulations to you, Brandon Miller. But, you know, there's a couple things that he said that we we scratching our head. What the hell is he talking about? Let's just break it down. First, he said that his GOAT, his GOAT is Paul George. Not LeBron, not Kobe, not MJ, the typical names that you hear Paul George what the hell Brandon Miller what do you think about that or you mean the same man who was part of choking a 3-1 lead and hit the side of the backboard <laughs> on I, I mean against I, who, was, against I who Paul. it was against who it was yeah yeah <laughs> listen I like Paul George too. I think he you know actually gets a lot of unnecessary flag I think he's a quality all-star still who can play both ways but come on I mean really <laughs> like I'm what's next are we start going to start 
throwing Todd Helton into the greatest baseball player of all time discussion. Come on. Uh, like, don't, dra- don't drag Todd Helton. Yeah, I, you know, sorry about that, Todd. <laughs> but a little salty at my Rockies right now, as you can uh, see. Yeah. Oh, 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 I, yeah. yeah. I, 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 but you get my talk point. About like, like, do we need to start the drug testing now? I have never in my <laughs> life heard someone say Paul George is their Paul goat. George is his goat. I've heard me, ah. I've heard Kevin Durant a couple times, and even then, that maybe scratch yeah, my head. Yeah. Okay, you know, you, to each of their own. He's got a few rings on his resume, but Paul George, really? Paul George. <laughs> it would have been cool if he wasn't said. You know, I respect LeBron, Kobe, uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think they're one of the greatest. But Paul George is my personal favorite player. That would be fine, cool, but fine, yeah. not go. You can't. You can't yeah. give him no status. I'm sorry. I'm not out here saying Carmelo Anthony's my goat. Come on now, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I will say this: um, I don't like comparing rookies to veteran NBA players because they'll take away from them. Yeah individually but if there was a person that brandon miller reminds me of and that he can be in the nba it is paul george he does have a paul george like game he can shoot score at all three levels um paul george like you said is a, is a great player in his own right especially uh when he came back from snapping his leg and had a, a near mvp season so mm-hmm. i respect paul george and i think brandon miller does remind me of Paul George. So I give him that as far as that, you know, but not personal go. <laughs> Favorite player, not. yes, personal go. And then Brandon Miller says <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets can win the NBA Finals. They can go to the Finals and win it. We talking about a team here who haven't won a playoff game in what, like 10 plus years? Something like that, yeah. Can you I believe mean- that? I mean, I appreciate the confidence and you know, <laughs> being hyped about your new team, but like, I mean, I I just don't even know what to say to that. Like, like you say, you gotta appreciate the confidence. These <laughs> these young guys are confident. I'll give them that, but let's also be realistic here. Yeah, come on now, come, come on. on now, y'all gotta be at least let's a ten seed. Let's get the ten seed first. You would have said something like, "I think we could be a play in and maybe sneak into a playoff spot." Okay, I would have been fine with that. But yeah, like, but you know, you know also, it don't hurt to have big dreams, and yeah. it don't hurt to have big goals. You know, like Wimby yeah. said that his goal is to win a ring, and we still don't know how the Spurs gonna play out. So. You know, I, I like the I confidence. The confidence. I yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, but let's, let's slow your yeah. roll. Slow your roll, big dog. Not now. Got a few teams in both conferences who might have something to say. Yeah, more than a few. <laughs> <laughs> more than a few. All right, that's enough of Brandon Miller. What the hell segment? I'm pretty sure he's going to give us more sound bites as the year goes on. Let's go to topic number two, which is it could be more trades going down during free agency. Two names that I've been seeing circulating for the past couple of weeks, Zach Levine and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine and Paul George, the, one of the teams that have emerged that has interest in both players is the Knicks because the Knicks got to throw their name out there with a big name always, even though they <laughs> never land them. They never get them, but they got to be involved. involved. Yeah, you, you got to shoot your shot. You yeah. Shoot your shot. <laughs> but... You know, um, it's crazy how 
both these guys who are phenomenal scorers on their respective teams are now hitting the trade market. Um, if you look at both players, they are in a peculiar situation because they are a number one on any other team almost, but on their own team, you got Kawhi Leonard Clippers, yep. and you got DeMar DeRozan who emerged as that guy with the Bulls. So with the Clippers, it could be like Paul George, you know, he's now on the floor. Maybe we need to break this up. Just keep the better of the two players. Like 1A, 1B more like. Yeah. They want to keep Kawhi Leonard, who's the – when he's on the floor, Kawhi Leonard's efficient, crazy efficient. And then you got DeMar DeRozan who, you know, is, you know, found his – he found his way again with the uh, with the Bulls. And that leaves Zach Levine out the picture. So between these two guys, who do you think is mo- most likely will be traded to another team? So ironically, I did just write a piece on Paul George. And yeah, yeah. Three best Please check it out, y'all. Please check it out. Basketballinsiders.com. Um, but I'm going to say just with because we don't know that really the direction this franchise is going, I'm going to say Zach Levine, you know, the Bulls are kind of hearing, do we just blow this up and rebuild or do we try to run this back? Because they're also contemplating, do we re-sign Vucevic and try to, you know, try this one more time? But with that being said, you know, there was already some you know, possible dysfunction, according to reports, was Zach Levine kind of being unhappy with his role last year and whatnot. Uh, so I'm going to say Zach Levine. It'd be interesting to see him on the Knicks. I will say that you got a high-flying dunker coming to a big city market who's just craving that crazy superstar since the Carmelo Anthony days, really. So I would, I'm going to, for that reason, I'm going to say Zach Levine, although I won't be surprised if Paul George gets traded either. But as of right now, I'm going to give, it's like 51 49. I'm going to give the 51% to Levine and 49 to Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Paul George should be traded at all, though? Honestly, it, man, I don't know. Like, on one hand, it's like you've given this duo, like, was it like three, four years now, and you really have nothing to show for it, you know? Right. On the other hand, it's like, you know, they haven't really been healthy at the same time, it feels like, so it's hard to hard to judge. I guess if I'm the Clippers right now, I give it one more year. That, mm-hmm. You know, if I don't get, have anything to show, if I don't have at least a deep playoff run, one of y'all got to go. I think for both sides here, they should give it one more go. One more give go. It one more go. Yeah, give it one more year. When the Clippers are healthy and yeah. they're clicking, they are a very good team. Very they got dangerous team. It's all a supporting cast. Yeah, and they got they got a deep roster. It's all about them just being mm-hmm. whole when it's time, when it's playoff time. Yeah. Which, like you said, we have we just not have seen. And then when we seen them whole. They blow a three-one lead, so <laughs> so it's like. But I'm, I'm with you. I see Zach Levine more so, just because we did hear about the rift between Zach Levine and the Bulls not too long ago, because there was a rumor going around that he was trying to get to the Lakers, mm-hmm. which kind of don't make sense because he wants to be the focal point of an offense. But you, you're not going to be the focal point. Not going to be the focal point unless LeBron retires as soon as you get there. But but then you got AD. 
<laughs> I don't think AD minds being a one B, but but still, uh. <laughs> but, yeah, but still, um, Zach, I, it's like the Bulls. I I don't know what's the problem. They got the players. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the players. Like they don't have the right combination. You know, mm-hmm. you got Lonzo Ball, who man, we don't know what's going on. Yep. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if he ever gonna play again. That's the what's been reported. And then, you know, Vucevic, great with Orlando Magic. Low key was the number one option. Then got him taking a step back with the Bulls. Maybe not the greatest fit with the team. I liked it at first, but maybe yeah. he just, yeah, maybe he just don't fit. And then, uh, you know, Demar Derozan doing fine. So that leaves out Zach Levine. I think if Zach Levine does get traded, Vucevic should come back. I think he'll do yeah. a bit. I think he'll do better. But yeah, I see Zach Levine getting moved before I see Paul George getting moved. And talking about Zach Levine to the Knicks, I think that's a great fit. Mm. And then Bronson. Uh, yeah, with Bronson and 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 uh, Julius Randle. But mm-hmm. my concern is okay. So what about RJ Barrett? Who's he's not bad as a third option on his team. Is he the flash he is? Is he going to be, you know, a huge X factor? Maybe not. Maybe he's just going to be a solid player, a solid score. But you still want him to, you know, have those reps because he's not doing bad. So maybe RJ Barrett get, maybe there's a package where RJ Barrett goes to Chicago and continues to be that type of guy. If I'm the Knicks, I'm at. I found the Bulls. I'm asking for RJ Barrett at least. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can see him being a Nick. I can yeah. see him being a. I can see your work. But the Knicks just—they never get anybody, so <laughs> you're probably not gonna see it. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I mean, if we can win a title, they—I believe in y'all, New York. You can get that star. <laughs> well, let's hope so for New York. I mean. Yeah. You know, Knicks basketball should be on the up and up again, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right, let's move on to segment number two. Now, I've seen this graphic. I've seen this graphic on Twitter flowing around. It says, start bench cut uh. between quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks we have. Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. Start bench cut. I think... We're going to cut the same quarterback, but it's interesting. We're going to start and who we're going to bench. So yeah. let's just have this debate. Who's your start bench cut? Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. I'm starting Justin Herbert, I'm mm. then Trevor Lawrence, and I'm cutting Justin Fields. Mm. What's your reason for starting Herbert over Lawrence? I, I just feel like he's just a tad bit better. I know... You know, I know Herbert and the Chargers did choke that huge lead to Jacksonville last year, but Herbert just over his body of work, and I like me some Trevor Lawrence too, don't get me wrong, but just as of right now, I'm going off of the overall body of work I have to work with. That could change, I will say that. Let me add that caveat, but I've seen Herbert play. I'm very impressed, and that's coming from a Denver Bronco fan, mind you. I'm As of right now, I mean, it, it's kind of like, between the two it's like is there really a wrong answer you know 
but I, so I'm just going to say I'm starting Herbert just off of body work right now. I'm benching Lawrence, though that could change as the, their careers play out. And I'm heading Justin Fields. Yeah, I just haven't seen enough yet. And I just don't, just still don't quite know if he's got the intangibles to be a quality quarterback yet. Yeah, me too. I'm cutting Justin Fields. Justin, let me tell you something, Justin Fields. <laughs> I had you on my fantasy team last year, and you gave me some great points, especially towards the end of the year. I think you're going to be good. And if you're available in the fantasy <laughs> draft, I'm taking you again. But out of these three, yeah, I'm cutting him. I'm actually going to start Trevor Lawrence and bench Justin Herbert. I think Trevor Lawrence, I think his upside is higher than Justin Herbert. I think you have for Justin Herbert, he's been under, you know, a good a good system. I know his wide receivers haven't been healthy. Yeah. It's been there, but he's been on a good system, a, a playoff caliber team, and just haven't, you know, been good enough to get them over to him. And then he lost the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who has Trevor Lawrence. You know, you see with Trevor Lawrence with stability now with the Jaguar, you see what he can do and he's played great last year. Great. And I'm looking for that play to continue. It's like Justin Herbert is like, I think he's very good. But right now, I don't see him being that great quarterback right now. I just don't see it. I I, I can see it a little bit more out of Trevor Lawrence. And I think as far as personality, I think Trevor Lawrence is better. I think, you know, he, he can corral the team a little bit more versus Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert's arm, I like his arm, but oh, I think overall as far as skill sets and personality and trajectory, I like Trevor Lawrence. All right. Let me ask you a question. For, for say, fourth quarter comeback, who who are you going to trust more, Herbert or Lawrence? It's like splitting hers, kind of. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like splitting hers, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm 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 gonna get a slight edge to to Lawrence. It's like, okay. it's like that fifty like fifty two forty eight. Okay. All right. Rolling with Lawrence. Okay. I'm I'm suspecting you going with Herbert in this scenario. I I am, but again, like you said, <laughs> go pick your poison. There really is no wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But good luck to all three of those quarterbacks. Um, the quarterback market in the NFL is in a good place right now. I think a lot of teams have some good quarterbacks. Just please develop them. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please develop. Don't throw them away after two years. Don't do that. But mm-hmm. look, good, at Josh, look at how he turned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last topic. Our last topic. Speaking of NFL, we got to talk about the running back market. It's, this is strange. This is strange. Now, I know this is a passing league now. We got the short game now. You know, we got quarterbacks can easily get 4,000 yards in the season if they got the, you know, wide receiver court. But running back is still important. And mm. it's just getting dragged through the mud, especially this year. We got Saquon Barkley in contract talks. Josh Jacobs just came off a great year, and he's not getting the deal. We got Dalvin Cook, who had four straight 1,000-yard seasons, still on the market. We got... Zeke Elliott, who people want to say that he fell off, but the man is nearing 10,000 yards in his career. He's on the market. Kareem Hunt, former Pro Bowler, capable of 1,000 yards. He's on the market, too. 
what is going on with the running back? Why you think, besides the lead shifting to passing, that they are getting disrespected in the NFL now? So I have a theory, and my dad and I have kind of had this talk before. Unfortunately, with running backs, their shelf life is so low in the NFL just with how many hits and how how much, you know, bumping and bruising they get, you know. Unfortunately, you know, it's a sad reality. A lot of these teams are looking at the age of these running backs and they're wanting to, you know, move on before it's too late and, you know, get to their next quality running back before they are out a ton of money. Like with Dalvin Cook, I I think I saw a report saying he's, he's expecting a pretty – Pretty, uh, pretty penny and it's like it's just hard to see a team who's going to look at that age of a running back and be like are we really w- willing to shell out that type of money for someone who might have one or maybe two good years left it's hard to say but I'm with you still though that some of these names they can still benefit a, a team even if it's just as like a in a running back if they're in a running back by committee situation I mean look at how well Kareem Hunt excelled in Cleveland with him and Nick Chubb so it's hard to, you know, I I, I kind of see why the league is going like this just with how short the shelf life is. But at the same time, come on, these are names. It's like, if you're a contending team, why not go out and get that running back? It could be the difference between you got, you know, falling just short and a Super Bowl win. You never know. I mean, we've seen, we've seen a Super Bowl decided by the, a decision to not run the ball before. So you know, there's still, I I just cannot th- fathom the fact you like with these names you threw out that there are no teams out there that are not willing to at least bring them in as like a veteran mentor or something along those lines. <sighs> Come on, age. I think Dalvin Cook like 20, he's just 28, ain't he? Like, yeah, but I, like I said, the running back yeah. position, just so short-lived unfortunately i mean you can i mean you can say that about almost any other position in the nfl i mean yeah but it's a lot of collision with everything you know wide receiver tight end quarterback get hit wrong yeah i mean if you're running back you're expected to get hit you know it's like i I don't know (laughs) like well like you said these running backs that i just mentioned are proving that they are still productive. They can still be a focal point on the team. Like I said, David Cook just came out 1,000 yards. Z, I think he had a – I don't have the stats in front of me. I could be wrong, but I think he had a double-digit touchdown year with the Dallas Cowboys, even though he was in a reduced role kind of behind Tony Pollard. Oh, you mean Zeke? Yeah, Zeke. Yeah. yeah and, um, um, and then, you know, you got Kareem Hunt who can give mm-hmm. you that same production – I'm still big on running back. I still want to run a game. I still want a thousand yard back. You know, because mm-hmm. when stuff breaks down, when that pass game not working, that running back is going to be the dependable person you just get a ball to and let them go to work. And you talking about running backs who are starters at any point of the season, just not getting that money. I think it is very disrespectful, especially if they're proving that they can be productive, especially if you're using the right way. Like, I still think Zeke is capable of a 1,000-yard season. I still think so. I I, I think Dalvin Cook is. 
I'll give you a cook. I don't know about Zeke, but I'll give you a cook. <laughs> I think I think he just came off um this season. He was I think he had like eight hundred some yards, and he was like a full backup. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely I will say though I do think he, Saquon and uh, Josh they deserve their paydays. Yeah. After like- See that they 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 made sure um Daniel Jones got money. Mm-hmm. But not Saquon, yeah. and Saquon's yeah, improving it. Yeah, come on, like that. Like, I that you're doing that. How disrespectful can you get? Like Daniel Jones, really? Like, <laughs> like y'all made sure y'all paid Kenny Galladay, who didn't do anything for you. Do anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you whiffing on Saquon Barkley. I come on, like, like yeah. So bag fumble right there. Yeah, so so for the future of running back, do you think they would ever get to that place of being a prestigious position in the NFL again? Do you think they'll ever get back to that point? I do because I think we've seen this in like multiple leagues before. It just cycles, you know, like in the NBA, we were experiencing like – a renaissance of the three-point shot, you know, Steph Curry kind of revolutionized that, and now we're starting to see the big man kind of come back into play, you know, when everyone kind of thought it was dead a decade ago. And unfortunately right now the cycle in the NFL just happens to be you need a great quarterback to mm-hmm. succeed, and you can win a Super Bowl with with just an okay run game. However, I think eventually there'll be a couple running backs that, you know, hate to use this compare apples to oranges here kind of like we saw Jokic and MB come into the league and kind of you know re-glamorize the center position and I think eventually we'll get a couple of young upstart running backs and that teams will make their focal point and then eventually we'll start seeing that running back position kind of become a priority again you know and it'll it'll just cycle I believe yeah probably just like fashion everything comes back eventually yeah yeah I think it I, I'm not putting the pressure on this running back. I don't think he's going to be like the 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 face or the one the one that changes the course of running back. But it's going to be interesting to see how he does going forward. B. John Robinson, the mm-hmm. rookie running back for Atlanta Falcons, who was like highly touted coming out of Texas. Everybody loved his ability. I think if he has you know a great first three four seasons in the NFL. I think that's why we're gonna start seeing running backs getting picked up a little bit more in the in the higher rounds and not, you know, one almost like one per round almost. Yeah. So yeah. I think I it I think the new revolution running back, we're gonna we're gonna see probably a, a system to where it's like a two way two thing where you got the home run hitter and then you got the bruiser. So yeah. like what we saw with the Dallas Cowboys, we got Zeke, the one to pick up the tough yards, and got Tony Pollard, the one that give you those lightning breakout 25-yarders. Mm-hmm. So I think it can go in that direction. I think we can see it too. Because we see now teams are piling up running backs to run like kind of a yeah. two-way thing. Like, like I just – like the Falcons. Like they got B. John Robinson, who's going to be that explosive. Then you got uh here, which I like him. Mm-hmm. I like the season that he had last year. Who's probably going to be that tough yard bruiser? So, yeah, I think we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's going to kind of start off as like 
running back by committee, you know, use, like you said, the two-man system, and then eventually, I, I hate to give it a window, like four to five years, we'll start seeing that, posi- that position start re- re- uh, revolutionized once again. Yeah, yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. And I hope so, too, and I hope they get their money. But yeah. that was... That was the end of SOS Stacy on Sports Podcast Show. Once again, I'm your main host, Stacey Carter II, joined by Matt Huff. Tune in next week. We will be breaking down the NBA free agency period. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a crazy one. I'm pretty sure it's going to be traded. Will Paul George actually get traded? Will Zach Levine actually get traded? We still got Zion Williamson out there. Williamson out there. What's going to happen with Draymond Green? We're going to answer all that and more. But until next time, we're signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching.